0: Glad that you are here uh, this morning. Take your Bible, if you would, and turn with us to John chapter number 1, the gospel according to John in chapter number 1. The greatest gift ever given was presented to this world a little over 2,000 years ago. That gift was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Never was a greater gift given to mankind this morning as we approach Christmas, as we prepare to partake of the elements of the Lord's table, I want you to consider with me this thought, born to die that we might live, born to die that we might live. John chapter 1, look with me at verse 14, John chapter 1 and verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of Him and cried, saying, This is He of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. And of His fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, born to die That we might live. Let's pray. Father, we certainly are thankful for the privilege to gather together in this place today. We thank you for each and every one that's come out to be a part of this service. We pray for the many unable to be with us today. Lord, you know every heart, you know every need, and I pray that you'd work as only you can. Bless in our midst today, we pray. Help us as we look into your word this morning that we would get a greater comprehension of the wonder of the gift of Christ. Lord, I pray if there's one here lost without Christ, that today would be the day that they'd receive your gift of grace. Thank you for your unspeakable, marvelous, wonderful, amazing grace and gift. And Lord, we certainly do love you. And I pray you help us to love you more. Thank you for loving us, even when we were unlovable. Lord, I pray again that you just help us today. In Christ's name, amen want us to realize and remember the truth of God's Word and the treasure of God's gifts. So I have a few things for us to consider this morning as we think about now the birth of Christ, as we think about Christ who was born to die that we might live. Number one this morning is this, God came down. Three simple words that are so important, God came down. He didn't have to, but he chose to. Look at verse number 1 of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That babe born in the manger was God come in the flesh. Verse 14a, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Eternal Word, capital W, the living Word of God was made flesh. And there was a reason that God came down. There was a reason that Jesus came. He came to be with us. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, the Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is... See, so you don't get the wrong definition. God, under the by the inspiration of His Holy Spirit, made sure that He defined the Word for us in His Word. Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God came down to be with us. God came down to be like us. Hebrews chapter number 4. And verse 15, Hebrews 4.15, the Bible says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Oh, he came down to be with us. He came down to be like us, but he came down to be for us. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God came down to be with us, to be like us, to be for us. Think about it this way. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness astray, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the needs of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down. Then what? Glory Glory filled my soul. Number one, God came down. Number two, glory came in. God came down and glory came in. Verse 14, And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Verse 15, He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. Glory came in. I want you to understand today, Jesus, uh, when He took on flesh and was born in the manger, uh, that's not when He became God. That's not when He started His existence. There's some things that you must understand about Jesus this morning. Jesus is the coexistent one. John 1-1 again, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, and the same was in the beginning with God. Jesus is the coexistent one. Jesus is the co-equal one. John 1, 1, the Word was God. John chapter 10 and verse 30, Jesus says, I and my Father are one. First John chapter 5 and verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Oh, glory came in. Jesus, He's the coexistent one. Jesus is the co-equal one. Jesus is the co-equipping one. John chapter 1 and verse 12, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. John chapter 15 and verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in Me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without Me, you can do nothing. Oh, Jesus is not just coexistent. and He's not just co-equal. But he's co-equipping. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away. and My night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Number one, God came in, uh, down. Number one was God came down. Number two, glory came in. Number three, this morning grace came through. God came down glory came in God came through or grace excuse me grace came through verse 14 again full of grace and truth can i tell you this morning there's an undeniable fullness about the grace of god verse 16 and and of his fullness have we all have all we received and grace for Grace, Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. There's a fullness. There's a completeness that we find in Christ. Well, maybe you're here today, friend, and you say, you know what? I, I, I don't know Jesus personally. I, I've never trusted Christ for my salvation. I, I, I am not aware of this. And maybe you've spent the entirety of your life to this point seeking answers, seeking something to fill that spot in your life that always seems empty. You try to fit all different things in there, trying to satisfy your soul, but there's only one that will give you that fullness. Only one that will give you that fullness of forgiveness. Only one that will give you that fullness of grace, that fullness of mercy, that fullness of love, that fullness of joy, and His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace came through an undeniable fullness. Grace came through an undeserved forgiveness. I say this often, and I, I, I don't take it lightly, but I often sit and ponder the question, why in the world would God love me so much to be willing to give all of Himself to save my sin-sick, wretched soul? And you know, all I can say to answer that question is because Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I might not understand all of the why, but I'm glad I know the who and I'm glad I know the what and I'm glad I know the how and I'm glad I know the when. You say, well, where? On the cross of Calvary. When God came down and glory came in and grace came through and undeniable fullness and undeserved forgiveness, John 1 verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 7, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Colossians 1 and verse 27 To whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory, or excuse me, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Well, what's the mystery? Here it is, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When God came down and when glory came in, when grace came through, we see an undeniable fullness. We see an undeserved forgiveness. Let me give you this one. When glory now came through, there is an undescribable future. An undescribable future. You say, really? Really. Ephesians 2 and verse 7, the Bible says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for the grace of God. And you say, well, I've experienced the grace of God. You haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. There is a future that waits you, child of God, and waits me that, mm, you know what, even Paul said it wasn't lawful to tell. Why? Because our mind can't contain it all. Well, what a day that'll be. When my Jesus I shall see. But you understand, for that to happen, God came down, and glory came in, and grace came through. Titus chapter 3 verses 5 through 7, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That song that we talked about, Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. (coughs) Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believed riches eternal and blessings supernal. I like that word. From his precious hand, I received. Amen. You understand the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. God Almighty took on flesh, came and dwelt on this earth, knowing that he was going to go to a cruel tree. Watch this. That he created to be nailed to the cross. By the very ones that He would lay down His life for. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But I'm thankful that when we were the enemies of the cross, He went to the cross. And shed His precious blood and died in my place and in yours. Why? So that grace could come through. God came down, His glory came in. His grace came through to walk the lonely road to Calvary for me and for you. Jesus was born to die that we might live. Would you turn with me to Romans chapter number 5? Romans chapter number 5. You know, often we come to the Word of God and we look at what the Word of God says and then we try to put some other words to it, but I just want you to hear what God says in His Word this morning because what God says is what matters. Now when E.F. Hutton speaks, people might listen. You may be too young for that this morning and I apologize. You can ask your grandma and grandpa about it. But I remember it. When E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. But when God speaks, could I encourage you this morning, people ought to respond. People ought to respond. You understand God came down and glory came in and grace came through so that you and I wouldn't have to stay condemned already so that you and I wouldn't have to be, uh, because of our sin, uh, sentenced to that eternity in a devil's hell that wasn't built for you and it wasn't built for me. And God made a way where there was no way that you could be saved today. Why? Because He wants you to receive His gift of grace. I'm thankful for the grace of God. Look with me, Romans chapter 5, verse number 6. I want you just to listen. Read along here and watch in your Bible as we go. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I cannot tell you the joy that that brings to my soul. It doesn't say that Christ died for the righteous. It doesn't say that Christ died for the good. It doesn't say that Christ died for the wealthy. It says that Christ died for the ungodly. You say, who's that? There's none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For when we were without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You say, what life is that when three days passed and the stone rolled away and Jesus walked out of that borrowed tomb alive? to live forevermore, conquering death, hell, and the grave. Look at verse 15. I want you to see something. Verse 15, Romans chapter 5. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Your eyes don't cost you anything. it cost God everything. For if through the offense of one many be dead... Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this morning, there aren't many ways to heaven. There's one way. There's not many ways to salvation. There's one way. There's one truth and there's one life and his name is Jesus Christ which is by one man Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Look at verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. You say, who was that? That was Adam. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift, there it is again. The free gift came upon all men unto justification of life can i remind you once again this morning of the wondrous beauty of god's free gift meant for all of humanity to receive it's not for some it's for all for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to see it this morning. We could not have the death-conquering resurrection of Jesus without the death of Jesus. And we couldn't have the death of Jesus without the birth of Jesus. John 1 verse 14, And the Word was made flesh, dwelt among us, Boy, I like what shows up in parentheses there. You know, we're not supposed to envy and we're not supposed to covet, but boy, I like what's in the parentheses there. John says, And we beheld His glory. You understand that there were some who laid their physical eyes on Jesus Christ you say, well, I can't do that. No, but you can walk by faith because God's given us His Word. And one day, one day when Jesus comes again and we'll see Him face to face. Friend, I hope you see Him with your sins forgiven. I hope you see Him As a child of God who's believed on Christ, whose name is written in the book of life, I hope that you see him saved and sure because we all will one day stand before Christ. And you thought coal in your stocking for Christmas was bad to stand and look in the eyes of a loving Savior. Who shed his precious blood for you, and you refuse the gift of grace, and for him to look at you and say, Depart from me, I never knew you. Can I tell you? Jesus loves you so much that he gave his precious life for you. He took on flesh for one purpose. Go to that cross and shed his sinless, spotless, precious blood to offer you the free gift of God's grace. What a blessing. No greater gift ever known to mankind than the gift when God came down and glory came in and grace came through. Full, it says, of grace. And truth. This morning we're going to gather around the table to remember what Jesus has done. You know, we picture now the body and the blood of Christ, the body of Christ broken for you and for me, the blood of Christ shed for you and for me, and we remember His death till He come. Why? Because God's gift of grace is meant for all mankind. So we show his death till he comes again, may we never lose the wonder of Christmas. I'm I'm here to tell you this morning. If I never got another gift in my life this doesn't let you off the hook. <laughs> Just, disclaimer. <laughs> if I never receive You all said at the fellowship that you you'd never receive a gift again versus never be able to give a gift, so if I, if I never received another gift in my life, the gift of God's grace is the greatest gift ever given. When I realized by the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God that I was lost and on my way to hell, no hope, no help, but God sent His precious Son. To take on flesh and go to a cruel cross and shed His blood and die to pay for my sin. And all I have to do is receive His gift of grace. Acknowledge the fact that I'm a sinner. And I can't save myself. I need help. I need somebody to do it for me. It's a debt I cannot pay. But Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. I don't need another gift. Wait. The wise men gave gold and frankincense. But wait, there's myrrh. That's my gift to you. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Some of you amen in the loudest are just as bad, so <laughs> and you know it. And you know it. Think about this with me. What did I just say if I never received another gift? I don't need anything else. Right. But do you understand it's the gift that never stops giving. Amen. It's the gift that will give through all eternity. Oh, God came down and glory came in and grace came through. But one day soon, He's going to come down again. And glory's going to come in again. And by His grace, you and I who are saved, We'll get to spend an eternity with the one who gave his life for you and for me. Friend, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to earn it. Uh, You can't. It's free. You You know, like those pennies in the tray at the store. Free. Take one. Jesus paid it all. All to him. I owe. Oh, we know uh, the story in 1 Corinthians. We know uh, about the table. And we know of the importance of the table. And we know that there's nothing magical and mystical about the table. But all it does is remind you and me what Jesus has already done. Amen. The gift that we've already received. Friend, if you're here this morning and you're lost, today's the day of salvation. Amen. Today's the day to be saved. You say, can I be saved? Of course you can. Of course you can. I want to sing. I, I want to sing. I'm not going to sing. I'm going to read to you. Not that I can't. I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to read you the greatest Christmas song ever written. You ready? I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find Thy power and Thine alone can change the leper's spots and melt the heart of stone. You know, I, I've seen some pretty hard people in my life who when the Holy Spirit got a hold of that heart and melted that heart of stone, melted that heart of ice, and the light shone in. Whereby thy grace to claim. Nothing about me brings any worthiness for His great gift of grace. For nothing good have I whereby Thy grace to claim. I'll wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's Lamb. And when before the throne I stand in Him complete, Jesus died my soul to save, my lips shall still repeat. Why? Why? Jesus paid it all. All to Him. I'm i glad for the manger in Bethlehem. I'm glad for the virgin Mary. I'm glad that God now chose to take on flesh. But look beyond the cradle and see the cross. Look beyond the cross and see the Christ. Trust Him today. God came down. Glory came in. Grace came through. The birth of Christ means God with us. The death of Christ means God for us. The Spirit of Christ means God in us. Truly, Jesus was born to die that we might live. The greatest gift to ever be given. The greatest gift to ever be received. Not so that some could be born again, but that all would realize that they must be born again and receive God's gift of grace. Our heads are bowed this morning.